Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Hey guys. It's awesome to see you here tonight. And uh, Mackenzie, I just want to thank you for that testimony. Where are you? My goodness, you, sh- you could have been reading my notes. It was like, what? Um, tonight I want to talk on the subject of the future is bright. Okay? Um, I want to talk about how amazing you are, how unique you are, how God has made you very, very special. And I wanted to stay right from the very beginning. If you don't know Jesus tonight, I just want to say that if you want to partner your life with Jesus, that your life will never be the same. It will be an amazing life because Jesus is amazing. Okay? Do you know that you're greatly loved Deeply valued, richly treasured, and God's heart towards you is unending love. That's what God says to us. That's how He sees us. Do you know you are destined for greatness? Mackenzie, you're destined for greatness. Sandra, you're destined for greatness. Johnny, you're destined for greatness. Now, see, if I say all the J names, it's going to hit half of the groom. Did you know that you're already great in God's eyes? Some of you do. Some of you don't know that. And do you know that you've already been given an A+. Plus? An A+. Plus. Not a D. An A+. Plus. But is that how you actually feel about yourself? See, because many of us struggle and struggling with lack of confidence, lack of direction, lack of sense of progress, uh, just feelings of inadequacy and lack. Ooh, it went quiet. (laughs) And all of us have disappointments in life, right? And through our own poor choices, sometimes, or sometimes it's the selfishness of others, and how we respond to those disappointments is really what will determine our future. So when we believe misbeliefs like, I am helpless and powerless, I have no power, others have all the power in my life, we become paralysed and it's hard to make any kind of progress. So many of us have believed like lies, there's been lies sewn into our lives about who we are and what we can do and what we can't do, and yet... God says something very different to us. For me, I believe the dumb lie. Some of you have heard this story. Uh, When I was at high school, I went from a a learning culture. In my earlier years, it was very empowering and positive. And then I went into a different environment where I felt like I was not quite right and... uh, Because of that, I didn't really achieve anywhere close to what I was actually capable of. And it was really disappointing. So I left school. um, And on leaving school, the school principal said, 
uh, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Irving, but your daughter's not university material, not now, not ever. Just what you want to hear from a big person in your life, right? And so for many, many years, I thought, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just dumb. I'm blonde and I'm dumb. <laughs> and so here, all of those blonde, dumb jokes, I kind of related to, you know, because it was like, well, that must be me. That must be me. And when I finally went to, to university, I was 41. And in that time, I actually excelled. But to go to university, Gideon had to coach me for months through the fact that actually I can learn. Actually, you're not dumb. Actually, you're quite smart. But I had these lies these misbeliefs about myself that I couldn't do this, I couldn't do things, and the things that I really wanted to see in my life I couldn't achieve because I just was, was dumb. It took many, many years for me to stop believing the lies that were sown, and that only happened as I increasingly partnered with what God said about me. Actually, without God, I would have been totally sunk. <laughs> and if, like me, you allow your school principal, your friends, your family, the mirror, your bank account, your exam marks, how many followers you've got on Instagram, how many you've got on Facebook, your bathroom scales, <laughs> your wardrobe, how much you can lift at the gym or your business portfolio be what defines you, you are in big trouble. Yeah? Others, people's ideas and opinions of me and of you does not define me. So don't accidentally, if we can put this up on the screen, don't accidentally leave your welfare in other people's hands. Do it deliberately or not at all and avoid becoming a resentful victim. I'm just going to watch a quick video. Right, everyone looking forward, please. Good morning, Year 11s. Today's assembly is about the start of the journey, the start of the rest of your lives. In two years' time, all of you will have been finishing your A-levels. In three years' time, you'll be studying across the world, studying at the university of your choice. In five years' time, you'll have started your careers. Many of you will be in this room working for the top institutions across the globe. You will then get married. You then may buy a house. In 10 years' time, your life will be set for you. In 15 years, you'll be 30. And from then on, your path and your life will be set. I'm sorry, Mr. Headmaster. Let me tell you why that approach may fail you. I know people who graduated at 21 and didn't get a job till they were 27. I know people who graduated late at 25 and they found work immediately. I know people who never went to university but found what they love at 18. 
I know people who found a job straight out of college, making decent money, but hate what they do. I know people who took gap years and found their purpose. I know people who were so sure about what they were going to do at 16 and changed their mind at 26. I know people who have children but are single. And I know people who are married but have had to wait eight to 10 years to have children. I know people in relationships who love someone else. I know people who love each other but aren't together. So my point is, everything in life happens according to our time, our clock. You may look at some of your friends and think that they're ahead of you, or maybe some of them you feel are behind, but everything happens at their own pace. They have their own time and clock, and so do you. Be patient. At age 25, Mark Cuban was a bartender in Dallas. It took till 32 for J.K. Rowling to be published for Harry Potter after being rejected by 12 publishers. Ortega launched Zara when he was 39. Jack Ma started Alibaba when he was 35. Morgan Freeman got his big break at 52. Steve Carell only got his break after 40 years old. Virgin was started by Richard Branson at 34. Getting your degree after 25 is still an achievement. Not being married at 30 but still happy is beautiful. Starting a family after 35 is still possible. And buying a house after 40 is still great. Don't let anyone rush you with their timelines. Because as Einstein said, not everything that counts can be counted and not everything that's counted truly counts. And this is the most important thing. I want you to be able to create meaningful, purposeful, fulfilling lives for yourselves and learn how to use that to make an impact and a difference in the lives of others. That will be true success. Ever felt that pressure? Do you feel like there's a pressure put on you of expectation of what your life's gonna look like? Um, and what's important, what, how to be successful. Do you feel like you're running behind on a timeline that people are expecting of you? Or maybe you're expecting it of yourself. Maybe by now you thought you would have a, a certain job or a career path or be married or have kids or own your own car or house or be accomplished in something. There is a huge pressure that comes on us to do something and yet it's not what we do, but it's who we are becoming that's really important. So see, God has a purpose for every single one of you sitting here tonight. It's your job to uncover the unique calling on your life and learn how to walk in it confidently, regardless of your season, whatever season you find yourself in. Your purpose on earth is intentionally created and placed within you by God and is something you already carry. So to unlock that, we need to know God, to understand our full potential and everything that he's placed in us, we need to receive him and partner with him. It's your own unique life song. So I just want to tell a wee story about some, a tribe in Africa. Uh, if you want to put that picture up now. 
When a woman of the Himba African tribe knows she is pregnant, she goes to the jungle with other women, and together they pray and meditate until they find the song of the child. When a child is born, born, the community gets together and they sing the child's song. When the child begins its education, people get together and the child sings their own song. When they become an adult, the community gets together again to sing it. When it comes to your wedding, you hear your song. Finally, when their soul is going from this world, family and friends are approaching and, like at their birth, sing their song to accompany it in the journey. That's, I think that's just one of the coolest things. And so for each one of us to take that time, like the mothers in Africa, to actually sit and to pray and wait and listen for the song that God has over our life. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think of you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And all of us face limitations, but limitations do not stop us. They limit us. So you might say to me, oh, Catherine, you don't know. You don't know me. You don't know what my life is. You don't know the obstacles I've had to, to you know, walk through, uh, the things that are holding me back, the things that are preventing me from moving forward and, and seeing everything that God has for me in my life. Uh, you don't know the people that you've had, like my school principal. You know, maybe you've had people in your life like that, People who should have encouraged you, but in actual fact, they've discouraged you. They've spoken things over your life, or they've spoken lies over your life that's kept you imprisoned in a way. And then it's very hard to hear our life song because we think if we're told, no, that couldn't possibly be your life song. Last year, I sat down and realized that for me, my life song was really based around three themes. And everything in my life sort of goes through those three themes. And for me, that is worship, wellness, and wisdom. And so I realized that throughout my life, everything seems to have gone through that filter. Do you know what your themes are? Have you ever stopped to think about what your life themes are? And what God's purpose in your life is. What are the things that get you out of bed with excitement and anticipation? There's a clue. What are your passions? Now we've got our passion fruit down here. <laughs> and uh, he said he's passionate. Well, I'm sure he's passionate about a whole bunch of stuff. He's great at a lot of things. But perhaps for you, you failed. Perhaps you failed at university. Perhaps you decided to live in a way that was contrary to producing great study habits, and so you got poor results. Maybe there was a crisis that happened along the way that distracted you or prevented you for, from success. Or maybe your own thoughts about yourself is what's hindering you. So often our self-talk is what stops us from, from making progress. Uh, Dave Riddell speaks about accepting responsibility for your own attitudes and choices is the first step to a healed life. 
You know, when obstacles come across our way, it's so easy to blame everybody else. Blame your circumstances, blame the pastor, that's a common one. (laughs) Uh, Blame your teacher, uh, blame whoever else. Maybe you didn't get everything that you needed. But for good mental and emotional health, we have to accept responsibility for our lives. And only we can make the choices and the decisions that affect our future. Recently in Easter camp, um, there was a great story uh, shared on the Saturday night about a young girl who had struggled for many, many years with bulimia. Now, over time, God healed her. And what was amazing is, is that she now feeds the hungry. So there are things in our lives that might be the opposite to what we end up doing. I was actually just thinking, if you don't mind me using you as a wee bit of an example, Lydia. I mean, Lydia, Lydia's had a lisp. And yet she's our promo girl. Jonathan stuttered as a child. We had to take him to a speech therapist. He he, he, he couldn't get his words out. And yet God's using him to communicate. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with Fabian because Fabian didn't even speak until he was four. Of course, he didn't really have to because all his siblings taught for him. But we thought, oh, what's, what's wrong with this child? You know, poke, poke, poke. <laughs> but I think that, that, you know, sometimes the very things that are attacked in our lives are the very things which actually are our calling. And so if you know the things that you have struggled with, they're often the things that God wants to really move powerfully in your life on. One of the things that, that, that was a hindrance for me... Um, I, when I was at high school, I decided I wanted to go off and learn how to speak French. Now, my, <laughs> my French teacher was, not only did she have a very strong Scottish accent, but she also had a lisp. Um, <laughs> I couldn't understand her in English, let alone French. So I ended up bottom of the class, 27 out of 28. That was very memorable, that report, um, in the class. And... The lie was sown. You suck at languages. You're never going to be able to learn language. You're never going to be able to communicate with other people in other cultures. You're just, you're just a fail. And so when I went off to Holland, uh, I was, worked with a mission organization there for five years. But to commit to a staff position, you had to also commit to doing six months of language study. Well, this was terrifying for me because, like, I suck at languages. I'm going to get 27th out of 28th in that class. And yet, <laughs> and yet, during that time, I, I learned to speak Dutch fluently. And, you know, that very thing that the enemy wanted to attack me on is something that has become very, very important and significant in my life. Because obviously I stayed in Holland for five years and it was really important to be able to communicate in Dutch. But not only that, but I met a Dutchman who 
I needed to be able to communicate with his family. And, you know, it's one thing to sort of kind of get by initially, but then when you're actually married to someone for 30 years and, and all their family and all the family gatherings and all the blah, blah, blah. Um, and not only that, but to be able to have the opportunity on several occasions to be able to speak in Dutch on national television once and uh, several other uh, meetings like this. My thing that was really a weakness actually was part of my life call and part of my life purpose. Did you know that your disappointment becomes your appointment? What is it that you're really disappointed about in your life? Because I know in my life that my biggest disappointments are exactly my appointment. And God has used my biggest disappointments the most powerfully in my life. When I have partnered with God and allowed God to come into my life and bring healing and bring the power and the strength that only He is able to do. Your complaint can become your call. Something that Gideon and I have learned to listen about, listen to. When people come and go, they you know, come and complain at us. And we've learned, instead of going like, oh my goodness, that person's complaining, complaining. We've learned to stop and listen to what they're complaining about. Because often people will complain about the things, the very things that they're actually gifted to do. And so that, that's why they notice. They notice because they're frustrated and they, and they see and they, they know how that could be better. What's your complaint? In 1 Timothy it says, He longs for everyone to embrace his life and to return to the full knowledge of the truth. We're going to watch another video now. I remember as a little girl, my mom was Korean and my father was Caucasian, and I never knew there was anything different about myself until I started going to school, and I'll never forget an experience I had with a school lunchroom. You know, I remember standing there and seeing the sea of people, but like all eyes were on me, and I was thinking, you know, who's going to be my friend? Who am I going to sit with? I started walking through that lunchroom, and then I remember darting straight out, and I found a bathroom, locked myself in a stall, uh, but, but in those moments is when I really believe that that's where the lie was sown, uh, that who I was wasn't good enough. You know, as we all do, I grew up and I grew out of the insecurities, had great friends, great childhood, and I remember in those times, I, I heard him specifically say, you know, Joanna, I have a calling for you. You're gonna have a platform one day. And I remember thinking, what does that even mean? And I remember hearing God say, Joanna, there's gonna come a time where I'm gonna say for you to go, and I'm gonna need you to step out and go. After graduating college, you know, a couple years later, I end up meeting this handsome, rugged cowboy who was hilarious. Uh, Chip Gaines, and we got married, 
And he knew that I had this whole thing of businesses that I wanted to start, but he also knew I was never gonna just take the risk and start them. I just dreamed about them. And he really encouraged me to step out and make one of those dreams happen. And we opened Magnolia Market together and I loved it, you know, but at that time I was also pregnant with my second child and I really felt like God was saying, hey, I want you home. I want you raising these babies at home at this age. And I remember the last day, you know, we're closing the shop down and I'm crying because again, I feel like it's the end of a dream. And I hear God say very clearly, he said, Joanna, if you trust me with your dreams, I'm going to take Magnolia further than you could have ever dreamed. So just trust me. And I remember hearing that and feeling completely peaceful about it. And I walked away. Well, a couple years ago, we get this call um, from a production company. And they ask us to film a quick video of our family and what we do as a business. And that turned into um, the show that we have now. You know, Chip and I laugh. We look back and we just go, how did this all happen? And I remember last year um, in January, Chip and I took a trip to Arizona and, and we were driving around and we found this really beautiful garden and Chip said, I'm going to drop you off here. I'm going to give you about an hour and I want you to kind of reflect on the year before and then just let God speak to you about what this next year is going to look like. And he dropped me off and I'm sitting under this tree and I, I felt like God said, Joe, it's time. And I was like, time for what? And he said, it's time to reopen your store. And I said, I don't, I don't think I can do that. And just cool and calm, no, it's time. May of last year, we reopened the shop on Bosky, the little shop on Bosky. And now I look back and I go, God, your promise that you spoke years ago, I'm now seeing. Um, I trusted you with my dream and you've taken it far beyond what I could have ever dreamed or imagined. You know, I can look back now in the pattern of my life and, and really believe God has a purpose for me, but he also has a purpose for you. And on the other side of that is the enemy where he knows he knows where to hit. He knows to hit below the belt. He's going to have that fear be if you fail. And what if you fail in front of all these people? What if you fail and don't find someone in that lunchroom? What if your business fails? Whether it's you're staying home with your children and you're raising beautiful babies or you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, let God speak into your life. Let his father heart come and say, this is what I have for you. And I think that's the key, not believing the lies, fixing our eyes on Jesus and walking in that truth. So another woman who sat under a tree to hear from God's, God's uh, voice about her life. Um, a question to ask God. If I give you my pain and struggles, what will you give me in return? He wants to reveal your purpose beyond your pain. Your purpose can be met through many different plans. There's not just one blueprint for your life. There's not just one thing that you can do, but you do have a purpose and you do have a destiny. In John 16, verse 33, it says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy because I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. We don't need to fear the future. Challenge your fears instead of letting your fears challenge you. 
Who's got fears? Yeah. Some of you are honest. Sow your pain and receive his promise back. In Psalm 34, it says, even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Have you struggled with feelings of not being good enough? Is this making you fearful to step out and try new things? Is it stopping you from reaching your dreams? God wants us to overcome. And here are some of the things that can remind, we can remind ourselves of. One, Failure is a necessary part of learning. To fail doesn't make you a failure. Two, if others give me my sense of self-worth, then they can also take it away. Three, doing frequent reality checks on my expectations of myself and others means I won't drive myself, abuse myself, or drift through life. Four, your procrastination is standing in the way of your progress. Got any procrastinators here? <laughs> A number of you. <laughs> success doesn't build character. Character builds success. God never gives me permission to beat myself up. It's new insights that correct, not punishing myself. And goal setting using small steps can enable me to get back my power. Baby steps. You know, sometimes we want to be there and we think that we're going to do it in one leap. But in actual fact, if you, if you see most people's success, they've had two steps back, one step forward. Two steps forward, one step back. The key is to keep going, to keep persevering. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. <laughs> know anyone like that? Become proactive in place of reactive. If something is not working in your life, instead of just, you know, reacting to it, think about how you can be proactive and make progress and move forward. Of course, pray. Pray. Go find a tree to sit under. Go find a tree to sit under and sit there and, and wait to hear your life song. Psalms 19 says, Your word is a lamp that shows me the way. It is like a light that guides me. And then James 1 verse 5. This has got to be one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. He will give it to you. God gives freely to everyone and doesn't find fault. So he gives us the wisdom that we need and he's not finding fault with us. And perhaps like if you're needing to make some decisions, here's some things, you know, gather the facts first. Get information. Find an expert to consult with. And then ask yourself, does this fit my long-term goal? And make a decision and then act on it. And give yourself a date to reassess. Most decisions are not going to be fatal. They're not. Might feel like it. And accept your own sovereignty. You know, actually God loves you. 
you're the one who makes the choices in your life. You get to respond to his love. You know, he's, he hasn't created robots that are pre-programmed to love and respond and be obedient. He's created free thinking people who he was, was longing to be in relationship with. If we were, if he was so sovereign that he took all our decisions away, then how is he really going to feel loved by us? There's no choice. He gives us choice. He gives us choice in life too. What we think is supposed to kill us is supposed to bless us. And that's what Joseph in the Bible, his story, he he was on this path that looked like it was destruction, but it ended up being a path of blessing. And God hasn't called you just to survive. He's called you to be fully alive. He's called you to thrive. He's called you to be all that you can be and not comparing yourself to others. Like we saw in that video, you know, if you're not married by 30 or 35, it's not the end of the world. If you haven't got a degree by the time you're 20 or started, it's not fatal. You might never do a degree. I was 41 when I started mine. Comparing yourself to others and aligning yourself with others' expectations is the first thing that will kill you. <laughs> Maybe you need to get bigger dreams. Maybe there, there are dreams that should be birthed in your life. And if you can achieve your dream without God, I'm telling you it's not big enough. Because the biggest dreams that you will ever achieve in your life are the dreams that you partner with God on. If I think how my life has gone, my dream when I was seven was to be an opera singer and travel the world. Actually, I was much younger than that because I remember standing with the, the pulleys on the curtains and pretending it was a microphone. Opera singers don't use microphones, but, you know, that was my thing. And I would sing my little heart out and I would want to be an opera singer because that was my only framework. And, and in actual fact, God's done far bigger and greater things than that for me. I have traveled the world singing and playing. I've seen amazing things things that I would never have seen if I had not been partnering with God. I've been in places and doors have been open to me which are incredible to me over many, many years. God has a big dream for your life and he wants you to partner with him and wants you to connect with him and dream dreams, dream dreams. The dreams in your heart can become the birthplace of God's realities in your life. Man may decide you are unwanted and throw you away like trash, but God sees another man's trash as his great treasure. Have you been thrown away by someone like a piece of trash? 
I've got good news for you. God sees you as a treasure. He sees your life as a treasure. And He has a purpose for your life. That is beautiful, something beautiful. Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. That's a hard one, especially for the Dutch. (laughs) With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision that you make. God's calling you tonight into your destiny. There are people in this room tonight that God is wanting to release into bigger dreams. There are people in this room tonight who have been disappointed. They've been distracted or they've been knocked off course. And God wants you to know it's not too late. You're perfectly on time because you're here tonight and he's wanting to do something really special here tonight. Some of you can't see a way forward. Disappointment has gripped you and you just can't seem to make the progress you're wanting to. Some of you are confused about your future and feel there are people struggling with direction here tonight. God wants to speak to you tonight. So we're just going to take some time now to be quiet before the Lord. And I just want to take this opportunity also to extend an invitation to those of you who might not ever have come to understand how amazing God is. And there is an invitation. He's inviting you tonight to receive him into your life and just watch and see what happens. Your life will be awesome. Your life will be amazing when you walk with God. Can we stand up? Lord, I just want to pray for everybody in this room tonight. Lord, everybody who uh, is struggling with their life direction. Everybody who needs to hear a fresh word tonight. Everybody who needs to have their dreams expanded. Everybody tonight who needs to see you in all your beauty and all your glory. Lord, I ask that you would meet each person right here, right now, at their point of need.